Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to Colt Chanero Chat, a Wednesday afternoon slash night show, uh, given where I am, given where my guest Robbie Dunn is across the Atlantic. Uh, Robbie, we're going to try to analyze a game that is going to be kind of tough to analyze, uh, Liverpool 2, Atletico nil. What were your initial thoughts after taking in these 90 minutes at Anfield? Uh, my initial thoughts were pure and utter disappointment. I thought it was going to be a game. When you get a red card like that after after um, such a short amount of time played, I kind of I had my notebook and pen out ready to take notes on what Simeone was trying to do and how Klopp counteracted and how how the players reacted and what what the everyone's positions were and then. Uh, yeah, I just had to put it away. I was like, there's actually no point there because this game is done and dusted after, what was it, half an hour or so? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, after that, yeah. Yeah, for the, so, for the, for the analysts and for the uh, folks studying the tactical nuance of the game and the, the Simeone-Klopp showdown part four, you were disappointed, yeah, and, and I, I think there's a lot of disappointment going around at Atletico land tonight, uh, given this result, given how Atletico came into this game shorthanded, and it was very clearly one-way traffic after the opening 10, 20 minutes, followed by Felipe's 36-minute red card, a, 
another controversial refereeing decision, Robbie, which we'll get to, of course. But yeah, this is one of those games that, you know, after the first half hour or so is just really hard to study and analyze because the red card does condition it. Atletico's absences in midfield in and in defense surely conditioned the result as well. And the second half was really just a, a funeral procession. It was really slow. Liverpool were on the ball about 75% of the time, um, and neither team really had a plan because one wasn't required. It was already 2-0 at that point, and Liverpool sailing to top spot in the group. Yeah, and what was actually kind of weird about it was Liverpool still couldn't kind of manage a way to just kill the game off. Now, I understand that the game was over effectively and they had loads of chances, and... Uh, but at the same time it was kind of like Atletico did have a couple of chances they had the Suarez goal that was ruled out and they had uh, they had the Herrera break and now, now look this is all against the run of play and everything but it's kind of a strange second half and that you're thinking now obviously too if, if Atletico had have scored maybe Liverpool would have just kind of put their foot on the gas again and kind of kicked on but um, but yeah like you said it was uh, the game was pretty much done and dusted and then uh, and then um, the 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 other thing was that uh, yeah I just thought that the, yeah the Philippe the red card just ruined the whole game basically is <laughs> what I was yeah. going to say yeah, in more ways than one. Um, it brought to light a potentially very serious problem that Letty have in central defense, uh, which we're going to talk about um, in a minute here. But let, let's talk about how it got to that point, Robbie. Uh, Liverpool started pretty quickly, uh, got two goals inside the first 20 minutes. Uh, Diogo Jota, the former Atletico player, got the opener from a header. He turned Felipe Montero inside out uh, and got into the space between Felipe and Trippier to head in Alexander-Arnold's cross. Alexander-Arnold got another assist just a few minutes later, eight minutes later. Sadio Mane starting the move by overpowering Rodrigo de Paul and Koke, then finishing it off with a tap-in. And just like that, it's 2-0, and it looks like it's only going one way. Uh, did Atletico come out with the best 11 possible was it a failure in in strategy and mentality how did liverpool get off to such a fast start yeah i think i think it was mentality we've spoken about that before a lot and there's kind of a sloppiness now to atletico and i think i i just tweeted out in the middle of the game i was like it's amazing how how easy it is to rattle atletico like a couple of them a couple of kind of mistakes or a couple of scares early on and they're just completely it's like they forget what what's what uh, they forget how to defend they they look real nervous they look anxious uh, on the ball they look anxious off the ball they, they can't get out of their own half um, and I think we saw that and you can kind of almost see it uh, it's, it's, it's very it's evident now in how they in how they play and I thought that's what we saw against uh, tonight in the first like 25 minutes and um, so sorry, I just need to check when the goals are. Sorry, just because I'm, I'm getting confused. Yeah, it was the the, the thirteenth um, minute and the twenty first minute. Yeah, so after, so but even prior to that, like it was kind of like I think I just look and feel really nervous here, and uh, you could kind of tell this goal is coming, and um, it's like they have no ability to settle themselves and just get control of the game again, and I think that. Uh, 
again, we, we spoke about uh, Matthias Cunha and the causation and correlation thing and how he, whatever, plays mm-hmm. well or he, Atletico score. I think there's, there's definitely um, uh, a correlation between Atletico's nervousness and Felipe being on the field. I think that... Uh, mm. I just wonder now where his career, go- where his Atletico career goes because he's... I mean, Simeone has to be considering some of the younger guys now instead of him because his head is completely gone. His head was gone before the red card even. His head was gone before the goals. He was just... He was just... His head has been gone for a while now. He's, he's been completely uh, a liability. And we've spoken about that before, so it's not just reacting to this game, thinking, oh, uh, the red card is harsh and whatever. This has been a, a trend now for some time. He's 32 now, and uh, he... He's just a, a complete liability there. Yeah, this this is nothing new with Felipe, uh, and the his decline at Atletico has really been. It, there wasn't really anything particularly like sl- like dignified or, or slow about it. It just happened. Like following the return to play during the twenty nineteen twenty season, it just happened very quickly, and he has not recovered that level since. Um, Atletico don't play in a four defensively anymore. They play in a three with three center backs, and he's never looked comfortable or consistent in that system. Uh, Simeone has had shown publicly shown confidence in him, but yeah, you, you got to wonder if this is the final straw. Uh, it, it underlines how important Stefan Savage is to this team now, probably their best defender. Um, I'd rate him slightly ahead of Jimenez right now. Uh, Savage is a natural-born leader and someone who helps to organize this defense along with Oblak. And with Felipe back there, he he looks so nervy. Um, lack of confidence looks unsettled. That red card was kind of the encapsulation of the Felipe experience. Very inconsistent, prone to errors. And Atletico, I, I think, have to be looking for an upgrade in the January window, particularly as Felipe is in the final year of his contract. Uh, there was some debate on Twitter as to whether this was a red card offense, the way he... Uh, kind of cut down Mane with 10 minutes before halftime. But yeah, I thought it was a red. Like it was a, he went in studs up to the back of his leg, not going for the ball. And I thought it was a clear red. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, that that's one that I personally think should be a red, but it's never given. So I don't really understand how, like, we. I, I don't know if you saw the Basque Derby at the weekend, but on, yeah. on, on what was that, Sunday night? Saturday, yeah, Sunday was, night. Yeah, it was last uh, night, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, Mikel Marino kicked out at, um, at uh, uh, I think it was Sanse. Mm-hmm. They properly kicked him, swung a kick at him, and just got a yellow. And that is a yellow uh, all day. Uh, uh, nearly 99%, no, 99% of referees, that's a yellow card. Now, I would be happy to see it being turned into a red and it being consistently given as a red because I think it's cynical. I think they can be quite dangerous, those kicks. Um, And I think it it goes against the spirit of the game. uh, And and it's just so obvious and professional. And so I'd have no problem with it being a red. The problem is, like, um, there's no consistency. Did that ref just decide today that Right. That was going to be a that that that. Now, now again, he came down his Achilles and stuff. But we see those all the time, where a player, the ball might be five yards ahead of the of the attacker, and a lad will just absolutely lunge at someone and kick him and take him down. He'll run off, knowing 
I get it. I, I, I'm, I'm guilty. They won't even protest. It's, it's an obvious what they were trying to do. Um, and, and, and I just think that, yeah, I think the debate comes in as to what he was sent off for. Was he sent off for that? Because if he's just sent off for that, I think that's unfair. As in, we say that all the time, like I just said. But if he was sent off for the descent after and not going over to the ref, I think he completely deserved it. Mm, yeah, not, not, question, present, not presenting yourself to the ref is also a consideration because Felipe didn't do that. Felipe just tracked back. Yeah, and, 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 and he called him over once, called him over twice, called him over three times, and then he was like, right, that's it. But then the question comes in, why didn't he show him a yellow and then give him a second yeah. yellow? Why was the need for this straight red? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't really understand. Or, or like, I, I just think it was kind of silly from Felipe in that it was kind of a tense atmosphere, okay? It was... There had been a couple of fouls before that. There was a lot of talking going on. There was a lot of kind of chit-chat. And the referee, not that he was looking to make a stand, but he had to get control of it. And by Felipe not recognising that I need to watch myself here. And the referee said, here we go, here's a chance now for me to stamp my authority on this game. And, And within the context of the way it was and... Anfield is a fairly uh, a fairly intense kind of stadium and, and, and the, 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 the kind of aggro between Klopp and Simeone and the Atletico will be kind of uh, will be in the referee's ear and then Liverpool are an intense team and the referee was probably just looking going there's been a couple of fouls now this, this, this game could get out of control I need to put a, I need to put a stop to this and then Felipe should have walked over to the ref apologised oh sorry uh, sorry, ref. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, I just saw it, just clipped and whatever. Yeah. And it would have been a yellow. But instead, he got impotent and he 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 um, he didn't go over to the ref. And yeah, I, I just wonder. I mean, I mean, yeah. Felipe knew he was playing with fire. I think, and you really wonder if like maybe uh, that's he, he he got the result he was looking for. Uh, yeah, you, you just can't lose your head like that in a situation like this and an opponent like this that's you know 24 unbeaten, playing as well as anybody in Europe. Uh, and two years ago, Felipe played a great game at Anfield as Atletico won and advanced to the Champions League quarterfinals. You know, two years later, you fast forward and it's like there's a totally different defender walking in those boots. Uh, it, it's it's a problem for Atletico without Savage and with Felipe. The the defense is just much more leaky. It's a lot less secure. And yeah, either way, Felipe w- was going to be punished for that. Uh, the question is, you know, should had the referee made up his mind to just give a straight red, should it have been two yellows? I think he probably made up his mind to give the straight red. And I don't think it was undeserved. Um, and the application of the rule... Uh, whether that should always be a red card or not is something that we've this has been a common theme on the podcast this season we talked about it a couple weeks ago when Liverpool came to Madrid and when Griezmann was sent off for the high boot on Firmino Um, should it always be a red card It, it should but it's not the application of the rule is inconsistent and I think this is another case of that even if Felipe really was asking for it and Atletico are are very much living on the edge with referees these days and it's it's opening them up for calls like this. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I, I think that that's another thing, like, we kind of, I guess we don't really see it 
watching so much of La Liga and, and watching uh, watching Atletico in the context of Spanish football, they're just another team that complains a lot and that kind of dies around. But then you see you see like Liverpool fans talking about Atletico <laughs> during the game and you're like, How do they how do they get away with this and oh this is their worst team for whinging and complaining and moaning and you're sitting there kind of thinking yeah it is actually really bad isn't it and I think <laughs> Atletico Atletico are bad enough as it is in Spanish football and but, but within the context of Spanish football they're not absolutely terrible because everyone's at it in Spain right whereas whereas but but yeah when you when you see them in the context of like a like a Premier League club like uh, that that complaining and that whinging and moaning gets to be gets it kind of it kind of shines through that little bit more and you're just talking going like this is actually it is kind of embarrassing some of the rolling around some of the some of the talking to the ref some of the kind of some of the silliness basically that 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 Spanish teams have used for a long time now to get an upper hand and to kind of get into their uh, opponent's head and. When it's not working, you're just looking, going like they're they're just complaining here and getting absolutely nothing out of it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it it's time to go out and play. You know, it's it's enough of leaning on the referees yeah. and and yeah, it, it's just it's getting tiresome uh, because what whatever the philosophy or the strategy is here to gain favor with the officials or whatnot, it's not working. <laughs> Atletico are uh, have the most yellow cards of any team in La Liga. Um, despite the fewest or the second fewest fouls, have had a few calls go their or not go their way in the Champions League this season, and this is you know we're, we're reaching not crisis mode, but it's complicated for Atletico now to qualify. They're sitting third in the group with two games to go. Yeah, but but to be honest with you, like I mean, realistically, and this is kind of shows again how how poor La Liga is. I think Atletico, if they get their if they get their act together, they can win La Liga fairly comfortably. Well, okay, mm-hmm. not comfortably, but they they, they can win. They it. are the favourites. Yeah, they, oh, they I agree. can win La Liga, and and they. But having said that, they're miles away in Europe, miles and miles away. I I, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't fancy them against any of PSG, City. Chelsea, mm, yeah. Liverpool, uh, Bayern Munich would give them a beating. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I wouldn't. I mean, and I'm not saying that it's a good thing if they don't get out of the group or anything like that. I think they, they, they would obviously like to go and, and and chance their luck and see how they get on. But at the same time, Atletico Madrid aren't going to win the Champions League this year the way that they're playing, the way that and, and and then when you look at Felipe. If he's gone, as in gone, he's obviously suspended. But if he's gone out of contention, or he kind of falls down the pecking order, Atletico only have three centre halves, and then you're getting into kind of Condogbia, possibly, um, and after that, uh, I don't know. Would you bare bones there, maybe? It's bare bones after yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and 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 if you're playing, and so if you're playing three at the back, you've got Jimenez. Uh, who's injury prone? Hermoso and then Savage, and uh, you, you've you've got no. That's it. Um, so I, I don't know. Like I mean, it's Atletico's uh, defense. It's kind of funny how they've finally figured out how to get their attack in order, in some somewhat in order, um, and then and now all of a sudden their defense is just completely capitulated. They it, don't it's, know. It's come defend. at the cost of their defense. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't really know. Like, I mean, 
ideally maybe but, but you'd try and find a, a left wing back with a bit more defensive nose but Carrasco's so good on the left and he offers so much that you're not going to take him out what I mean by that is like if Carrasco came back a little bit more it might get let, let him also cheat inside a little bit and help out whoever it is that's in the centre mm-hmm. but when uh, but with um, with with Carrasco gone trying to create obviously Hermoso has to push out to the left and that's actually probably I think part of your problem as well in that Felipe is completely exposed and he, they're not, he's not used to playing the back three and then when, when Hermoso goes out to meet the player then he's kind of caught between whether he should like for the second goal uh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know is, I don't know if it's uh, not being able to like so <laughs> there's in I heard a coach talking one time about it. three there's three reasons why a player isn't doing something you're asking him. He won't do it, he can't do it, or he doesn't know how to do it. And I don't know which one of them it is with Felipe. I I, I part of it is I, I don't think he's entirely confident so it's kind of a little bit like he, he doesn't know how to do it. But there's also part of him that's just won't do it. It's just a little bit of laziness. Like he 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 you could see him pointing today for the for the second goal. And, and and Jimenez and it would have been whoever was behind him, Trippier, I think, were already married, had had two players. And Felipe was like pointing, handing Salah off to him, or or, or kind of just pointing. And I was like, what are you doing there? You have to take responsibility. And then, so it was, that was mm. a halter, sorry. That was the first goal, yeah. Yeah, that was the first goal. And then the second goal. Yeah, yeah, sorry, that was the first goal. And then the second goal, um, um, he he let he let uh, Mane get across him too easily. I think. Yeah, and, the, and the second um, goal, the midfield just broke down completely, and that had a chain effect. And then yeah. Mane gets inside position, and then just taps it in. But the first goal, yeah, Felipe just got lost on the first goal, and Mane finds that hole between him and Trippier. And yeah, I think it's it's a matter of not the Felipe doesn't want to do it i don't think he's really capable of 32 years old playing in a back three like the, the system just does not suit him anymore it hasn't for some time but uh, simeone's mm-hmm. persisted with him anyway um and today did not get away with it not against a team this good and yeah i think it's weird to talk about atletico's defense not being at the level required in europe because we've been watching this team under Simeone for a decade now almost but I I think it's fair to say this defense is not at the level required to compete in this competition Um, Savage and Jimenez I think are legit players but you have Hermoso who's so inconsistent defensively Um, and Felipe we've been talking about Felipe for 10 minutes now so yeah I think another center back is required if Atletico are going to try to win this competition this year are they the Spanish team with the best shot? P- potentially, based on how they played in that first game against Liverpool. Yeah, I'd say Atletico do have a good shot. And if this team gets healthy and gets another defender, hey, who knows? But to compete at this level against the Liverpools, the Bayerns, the PSGs, the Man Cities, what have you, Atletico just aren't there um, on that on that side anymore. They're not there on the defensive end of the ball. And yeah, it's a, a weird evolution Um for Atletico to become an attack-minded and attack-centric team, but it has come at the cost of the defense, and it's come at, and the injuries haven't helped either. Like Atletico's midfield was just so easy to surpass in this game. With Coke, DePaul did so much running, but not a lot of it ended up mattering. 
and Kolke again physically just not not good enough. No, and and I think that um, I, I think you're right about Felipe uh, Rodrigo de Paul. I think he did so much running and he was everywhere. And he didn't have the greatest game in terms of his own um, his own decision making. There was a couple in the first half where he kind of gave away on, under a little bit of pressure and and, and not the most um, not the most calm head. I don't think uh, he's ever shown. But he, he covered back so well, and and, and I think he kind of I think he realizes I'm going to have to be the legs here uh, if if Atletico were to stand any chance, and I think if it wasn't for him, I think uh, Liverpool probably would have had another two or three goals. Uh, he was yeah. He, uh, if you could get maybe once Llorente comes back, and we spoke about this uh, ad nauseum, uh, but with Llorente back in the side, maybe. Obviously, you're going to have to take someone out then, but um, yeah, it, 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 as you we were saying just before we come on as well, it's too hard to analyze because, like, Suarez, well, Suarez is actually completely out of the game uh, for for the half an hour even before the yeah, red card, but Ansel Correa didn't get a chance to do much, Joe Felix didn't get a chance to do much, and these are big nights, these are big European nights where this is where. We see if if these players are up to it, and they didn't get a chance to tonight. And I think that's frustrating for um, for for Atleti- for them anyway, and, and then for for Simeone and for the fans as well to watch and and, and to um, to we, we still don't know what what this uh, not, not what this Atletico, but that that version of, of Atletico Madrid with uh, with Correa, Joe Felix, um what it looks like because that today that tonight wasn't a fair representation of what they're able to do I think uh, Antoine Griezmann's anti-refereeing tweets were more entertaining than the second half that was the most entertaining part yeah. of the game was watching Griezmann in live time complain about the refereeing yeah yeah <laughs> do you know what I think like I, I, I saw one or two of them or I saw just let it go against everything and against but uh, I, I, I just wonder like um, yeah, it's kind of becoming a team now, almost like an excuse. Like it's it's us versus everyone, and everyone. It's kind of like you know, like why is Felipe kicking out at Mane there? Uh, right, you, you got to um, rally around something else. You you can't just rally around the idea that the referees are against you, which you know maybe they are, maybe they're not. But th- the point is, you need to play well enough to where they don't become a factor, they don't become an issue. And Atletico have not consistently done that all season. We're into the first week of November I'm, now, and we've only talked about a couple Atletico games out of fifteen where they've looked really, really good. And 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 the other thing is, like, I mean, the two goals came. Before the red card here, let's remember. Yep. So it's they were already like, two 0 down. You know, and, and I, exactly. Yeah. So the game was pretty much over then anyway, uh, to, to some extent. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't really. I wouldn't really mind the kind of the complaints about the refereeing either because um, dash. Yeah, Atletico were two 0 down at that point anyway. So I mean, it was it was pretty much. Either done or close to as close to being done as as, as possible. Um, the but uh, yeah, so I wouldn't really mind Griezmann complaining about that and the kind of focus being taken off that, uh, being taken off that poor first half an hour. Mm. Aside from uh, and and then after the red card, obviously. So it was good to see um, Javi Serrano, the eighteen-year-old academy midfielder, get a run out in this game. 
uh, one of the the few highlights I would say for Atletico. Oblak's performance was also really good. This easily could have been four or five nil. Um, Oblak made a few very good saves, but the the takeaways um, beyond what we've been talking about with the defense and and needing an upgrade there in the winter window. Uh, yeah, just again, as we've been saying, it's one of those games where you're down three midfielders: no Llorente, no Lehmann, no Kondogbia. Griezmann suspended, Savage suspended. Uh, those two will be back after the international break uh, as Atletico. Uh, it, it's go time now, sitting in third place in the group. Um, but in Atletico's, and I, I, I hate this phrase, but their fate is in their hands, technically. Uh, a victory against Milan and Liverpool taking points off Porto in match day five uh, will put Atletico in a pretty comfortable position to qualify uh, second in the group. But you know, the, the the fact is, it shouldn't really have gotten to this point with a squad as talented as Atletico's. Uh, there's just been some difficulties in the group stage. A rough game today that you just kind of want to, if you're Atletico and Simeone, just throw it in the trash bin and, and come out again on Sunday looking for a win at Mestalla against Valencia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, uh, yeah, I think Valencia kind of lose and not lose them, but they're, they're kind of struggling a little bit now at the moment. Uh, I know they had a good win against Villarreal. And, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, I really don't know what to expect from this Atletico. We saw them against Real Betis and they looked like world beaters. We saw them against Levante and look, they looked like that nervous wreck that we've come to kind of, we've come to kind of get used to somewhat. And then tonight, the just just kind of hard to it's hard to even analyze it so i don't know what this atletico is going to be now i know i do say that griezmann being back is going to be fairly big um, yeah, he, he's been in good form as we've said and hopefully get joe felix on the field with him for a good hour and and, and or longer and see see what they're about and and, and try and kind of Try to try to kind of fix that uh, performance in tonight because that uh, I think Atletico lost a lot of credit tonight as well with with um, like with with just everything that happened and the way it happened and going two 0 down so early and then the red card and then the kind of some of the complaining that went on after that and the kind of I don't know I mean I mean. Uh, not to really bother Simeone or Atletico, but I think they did lose a little bit of credit that uh, um, over the last maybe two Champions League games. So I think they want to uh, to, to fix that against Valencia at the weekend. Yeah, and it's a good opportunity to do so. By the way, Atletico's recent Champions League record, Robbie, is not good. Three wins from the past 13 since beating Liverpool at Anfield in March of 2020. Yikes! Yikes. Yikes is right. That's not happy reading. <laughs> Three wins from 13. And the, the knockout football used to be Simeone's thing, right? Every year, Atletico would, would have one long cup run, um, at least one big upset on the road to a quarterfinal or a semifinal. But, yeah, in, in recent seasons, uh, Atletico have been much more uh, regular in the league as opposed to European competition. Uh, but speaking of the league, uh, Atletico do have that Valencia game on Sunday uh, Mestalla is a tricky place to go. Uh, Valencia got a 2-0 win, uh, win there over Villarreal, as Robbie mentioned in the last round. Just 25% possession against Villarreal, Robbie, but a 2-0 win, and Valencia, I think, were pretty good value for it, too. Um, what have you seen uh, from Pepe Bordalas' Valencia team this season? I haven't actually seen much of them. I saw the first few games <laughs> that they played, and I, I thought I thought that they looked good. And then and then um, 
but yeah, then just the results have gone against them, and they they have. Uh, I, I I think they just kind of struggled to get up to the intensity that that um, the last once, and and I think it takes them a while to kind of settle in. I heard them saying after the, sorry, it wasn't. It, it was after the. They lost the week before against against I can't think it was against, but uh, but he basically said like, look, we we're all responsible here. For, oh, it was four one against Betis, I think. Yeah, yeah. And he said, um, yeah, yeah, and and and, and Bordalas just said, look, this is this is on this is on. We have to we have to leave our soul out on the pitch in every game, and that's what he requires. And I think that it takes a while for any team to get used to just exactly how demanding his style of football is um, and I think that he like we saw with Atafe they did it for a couple of years and then they were just worn out but but he did get a tune out of them definitely and he can do the same for Valencia if they buy in fully and if they accept that there are no off days under Bordelas <laughs> This Valencia team uh, uh, as with Bordelas' Hitafe teams not really one that likes to have the ball. Uh, just around 46% possession, Atletico at 53% average possession. Uh, I would expect quite a few bookings in this game. These are two of the most carded teams in La Liga. No surprise for a Bordelas team. Uh, yeah, I think it will benefit Atleti to have Griezmann and Savage back. More security and an inform option in attack. Uh, wasn't really impressed with Correa's game today, but then again, there's... It's difficult to really analyze it because Atletico never could get going before, even before the red card. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be a more a game where Atletico will be challenged and tasked with breaking Valencia down. And yeah, I, I think having the ball more and, and playing in a more open game, I think will will suit this team rather nicely. Um, yeah, Valencia got off to that great start this season. It looked like they were back, so to speak, but. Uh, now just four wins from 12. The win over Villarreal was their first win, I believe, in their last six. And uh, they had been coming off that heavy loss to Betis. So you don't really know which Valencia you're going to get. Um, care to hazard a prediction, Robbie? Or are we going to take a, a, a break from trying those? Uh, no, I think, I think Atlético should win quite uh... No, I'm not going to make a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just thinking. I was like, no, I, I actually, I don't, I don't trust this Atletico team. They don't, they don't deserve my prediction. <laughs> well, it's, okay, it's, it's a matter of they have to deserve it. Okay. <laughs> they don't deserve this genius. We'll see, we'll see. I, I'll text you my prediction, and then we'll decide whether or not to tell me what it was, and... <laughs> so if it's right, we'll talk about it. If not, not. Honestly, I mean, this it could go. I could go anyway. It could go. It could go anyway. And Valencia are the kind of team that, and Bordalas is Valencia, especially as we saw against Villarreal. They're the kind of team that if they can, if the if the game suits them, if they show up, they can be an absolute nightmare to play against. And I just wonder if Atletico will be a little bit deflated after this and kind of. Yeah, Griezmann coming back is huge. He's uh, he's 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 become a quite an important player again for Atletico. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what kind of Suarez, version of Suarez is going to show up. I yeah. don't know. I I just don't know. Yeah. Well, Valencia will look to challenge and threaten on the counter. Gonzalo Guedes is a name to watch there, um, and they do have a little bit of forward depth uh, with Marcos Andre coming in from Valladolid. Uh, Carlos Soler is a very good midfielder. He scored a penalty in that Villarreal game. So Valencia are not without danger, but their their form has really 
not been good lately under Bortolas. Atletico should win this. Uh, they really should. And if they do, they potentially could enter the international break atop La Liga if other results uh, go their way. Uh, in terms of a, of a rival watch this weekend, Robbie, Atletico are at Valencia. Madrid host Rio on Saturday night. That's a big one. We have the Andalusian derby between Betis and Sevilla as well. Madrid and Rio, you've got, got to be licking your lips there, Robbie. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to them. I, I'm really enjoying watching on um, uh, Iriola Andoni's Rio. Uh, I think they're, yeah, they're not just they're not just um, solid at the back. They're they're really fun to watch. They're really well drilled. He's he's improved a lot of players that were I didn't think were up to it, and and he's he's doing it with a with a with a with a squad that isn't really. Uh, isn't obviously it's the third least expensive uh, squad in La Liga, and uh, I think they look yeah they look really good at the moment. Yeah, what's impressed me when I've watched Rio this year is Iriola's in-game management uh, is really impressive. Uh, how he's able to turn situations around, um, it's been impressive. They've got a very good home record, and they're they're looking pretty good. An early bet to stay up, so we'll see if they can get anything against Madrid in that mini derby there. But uh, for Atletico's purposes, next game, Sunday at Mestalla, and a big one to enter the international break on a high uh, with Buenas Sensaciones, one of my favorite Spanish phrases. Uh, That will do it for us uh, for the time being. We'll be back over the weekend. Robbie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Absolutely no problem. And uh, sorry it was such a kind of a downer. We couldn't really analyze it very much and <laughs> talking about rest again. But uh, hopefully at the weekend we'll have a better one for you. Hopefully we'll have a, a bit more fun uh, and a bit livelier discussion about a, a much different kind of game. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for your continued support. Keep it on into the Calderon, patreon.com slash chat. We'll have some bonus goodies coming your way in the next few days as well. Thank you all for listening. Adios. Mm-hmm.